from worlds beyond to write at the gaming table. These are all my fantasy children. Welcome all to All My Fantasy Children. My name is Aaron Catano-Sayas. And my name is Jeff Stormer. And this is All My Fantasy Children. It's a story-building, character creation, and collaborative world-building podcast where each week, Jeff and I take a listener prompt and craft the greatest story ever told. We sure do. Here's what we do every single week on this show. Um, we take a listener prompt, and we spin it into a fantasy character, and then we tease at the top of the episode that we have a really big announcement coming, but then we don't say that announcement until the very end of the episode, so you spend the next, like, hour going, okay, cool, 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 we're hearing about this character's shrimping boat, but I really need to want to get to the end, because I feel like Jeff and Aaron have a big announcement, and they're just kind of teasing me along, and it feels like they're kind of artificially lengthening things to kind of make it along. Well, the big announcement for me is that we've just joined the Carrot and Stick Network, where we lead you. It's it's a it's a it's a really cool network. I'm really proud to join. Where it's a lot of great content. Yeah, but you never get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just kind of like (laughs) we lead you along. You're running on a treadmill. Running on a treadmill is actually their flagship podcast. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. It's a lot. It's really fun. It's really silly. Oh man, just just wait. I'm really really happy to announce that. I'm really really happy. Thank. I'm wait. glad. I'm glad we put a lot of hard work in. Do you actually have an announcement, Jeff? I do. We're gonna wait till the end of the episode. Oh shit. Okay. Do we have a prompt this week? We do have a prompt this week. The prompt this week <laughs> comes from Meg Lish, uh, host of Modifier Podcast. You Hi, should Meg. really check out. Hey Meg. <laughs> I don't know why I said that as though, like, she was going to be here, but, you know, hey, Meg, how are you? I hope you're good. Prompt is, got a name, an NPC, Budmo Jiggler, and their establishment. (laughs) Wait. Uh, No, no, no. Say it again. This is going to be serious. Got a name, got a name, an NPC, Budmo Jiggler, and their establishment is the honk, in all caps. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Now, no, no, no. I, I, I'll take. I'm. I'm here. I'm present. All right. I told you I had a really stupid idea. You did. You did mention. And you, and, you had a humdinger. And it's usually when like something jumps out at me, and I'm like, I can't let this one go. All right. Now, Bud Mo Jiggler and their establishment, the Honk Jeff. This sounds like not the main character, but a side character on like Pee Wee's Playhouse. Yes. <laughs> Like, Budmo Jiggler is the person who shows... You're well, eventually going to say that name, and I'm not going to laugh. I know. But Budmo Jiggler sounds like, like Pee-wee comes into the house, and it's like, oh, no, we oh no, we have a announcement from the radio host, Budmo Jiggler. And Budmo Jiggler comes on like, hey, everybody. Like, you know, something, not the main character. Yeah. But Budmo Jiggler lives, works at or lives in the honk. And I want to know, is is it about Budmo Jiggler, the character, or is it Budmo Jiggler is the character, and we have to get to know the actor who's playing second fiddle to fantasy Pee-wee, Pee-wee Herman? Aaron, you know what my response is going to be to that. I don't know why it can't be both. It can't be both. All right. So, first of all, I think we should establish what is fantasy version of, like, Pee-wee's Playhouse? Hmm. Obviously, it is set in Geode, because we established in a dumb, I think, like, random episode that like their tv is like huge in game shows and stuff yeah so that was like last episode no it was the road no, trip, it was the road the road trip. trip. Yeah, yeah 
We're like in Geode, the city of the dwarves in a mountain. It's really techy and cool, but also they love game shows and television. And nothing mixes kind of both. I mean, this can be a kind of a this version of Pee Wee's Playhouse can be like a mixture of both a game show and like, hi, everybody, I'm talking to a chair. (laughs) So what is what is it called? It's called The Honk. Oh, the show is the honk. The show is the honk. It's the honk starring Budmo Jiggler. Oh, so Budmo is the star. Budmo is the star of Geo's hottest game show, The Honk. Okay, um, I'm with this. No, no longer second banana. This is the the star of The Honk, and The Honk is a children's show. There's an adult. It's a Pee Wee's Playhouse type show. Where like, what kind of show would you even describe Pee Wee's Playhouse as? Like a sketch comedy kind of <laughs> semi all ages variety show. <laughs> I know, but you have just described what the honk is. Yeah, where it's a variety show for all ages. Okay. You know what I? You know what I kind of think it is. What do you think it is? Because we said it's got to have a game show element. Yes, but it's got this kind of wacky set piece, and also this has just been on my mind lately. <laughs> okay, is this essentially like a late night variety show? We have one of those. We do have one of those, but it's different. Okay, no, but uh, that gives me an idea. Because what if Pee Wee's Playhouse were on at like midnight on HBO? Yeah. So like you can say fuck. And like show a wiener. What if it, or like, what if it's just like? I'm sorry, I just had to say it. I don't want it. I don't want the honk to show a wiener. <laughs> let's 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 veto that idea. Let's take. Let's put a pin in that. Let's uh, put a pin. And what if what if Pee Wee's Playhouse just like let's, you know had a wiener in it? <laughs> Let's not go down that road. It's not that kind of podcast. Let's, so what if, like, kind of what I'm picturing is Pee-wee's Playhouse, but it has, like, half of the segments are, like, interactive audience games, but, like, the worst carnival games. Okay. So, like, carnival, carnival, like, throw a ring on the bottle? Yes. Or, like, But I also have something to add to that. Okay. Because if we're talking about Pee-wee's Playhouse, you've already sort of mentioned it. What is sort of the key thing about Pee-wee's Playhouse? Oh, talking inanimate objects. Yes. So what I'm proposing cornerstone <laughs> is Budmo Jiggler, <laughs> being, that, being that, that it's in Geode, which is a place of technology and innovation and cool stuff, is an interactive playhouse experience for all ages. Oh, full oh of like automated robotic inanimate objects that organize classic carnival games. And it's televised. Oh, for sure. So, okay. So Throughout what you're Geo. giving me is some kind of Nick Arcade carnival strange Pee Wee Herman hybrid. Yes. And then is I'm going to throw something at you. Can I ask you a quick question? Yeah. Is it popular? I don't know. I'm I not think sure. It, so can I give you a pitch before you hit me with yours? Yeah. It's, it's short. I'm not going to branch on it. Yeah. It's the show is failing. Okay. Also, I also want to throw something at you. Okay. I want to throw something at you. It's on 24-7. <laughs> Aaron, did you just I, leave? I'm thrashing about my desk. 
<laughs> is it like, is this like a live There's stream? just a channel, a live stream, 24-7, dedicated to people coming, or more accurately, just not coming not to coming. this. No. This weird playhouse full of like, hey, did you want to try and throw a popsicle in my mouth? Okay. So we know it's a <laughs> we know it's a failing. Please please get recap everything for me so that our listeners can understand this. And please do it without laughing because this okay. is a serious right. podcast. I'm sorry. This is a very serious podcast. Hi everybody. Welcome to the actual play podcast, All My Fantasy Children, where each week we take a listener character and tell the most touching story of all time. Please, please, please recap the story of Budmo Jiggler and the Honk. All right, so the honk, Budmo Jiggler and the honk. Budmo Jiggler is the host of a 24-hour-a-day Geodian uh, game show, variety show hybrid that's on all day long, and it mixes silly carnival games with just, like, wacky, zany humor and inanimate objects, and it unfortunately has been tanking. It's, yes. it's not doing well. It doesn't, It no one's watching it. My question for you is, did people used to watch it? Is Budmo Jiggler a little long in the tooth? And do we have Budmo pronouns G- for Budmo Jiggler? <laughs> we do not. <laughs> All right, let's roll on some pronouns. All right. Uh, one and two is he, three yep. and four is she, five, six is they. Yes, indeed. All right, so his name is Budmo Jiggler. His name is Budmo Jiggler. <laughs> uh, I, I, I like the idea that he's long in the tooth. I like the idea that he's been doing this for, like, a very long time. Oh, yeah, this is, like, I'm thinking he's about in, like, human years. He's, like, 65. Yeah. So, Budmo Jiggler used to be the greatest and most popular kid show or just show? Yes, I want him to kind of be like Johnny Carson. Yeah. Where, like, he is, he was the guy. Where, like, you know, Big Jeremy, like, there's pictures on a wall in Budmo's now cramped studio apartment. Where, like, it's, there's a, there's a wall of success. Where it's, like, pictures with Big Jeremy on the couch and they're laughing and, like, you know, uh, a conjure demonstration where it's like, oh my gosh, she she summoned a whale, everybody. <laughs> and there's, of course, the sidekick. Like, uh, I don't know what any of the sidekicks name, like Paul on, I think, Letterman or Leno, the bald guy who's like, <laughs> the Andy Richter to his Conan O'Brien. Oh, of course. I thought I was thinking of the bad ones. So there's totally that. But what an animate object is it? Uh, it is a... <laughs> That's a real good question. Um, just look around your apartment. That's what I always do. It is a uh, it is an oscillating fan. <laughs> I was going to say a fan too. And so when it laughs, it gives a real like. It has that cool feeling that I'm making with my hand every time he talks. Yep, yep, yep. What is what is the fan's name? Uh, the fan's name is. Fanny, it's Fanny Blades. It's Blade. It's Fanny Blades. Fanny Blades. Um, and I don't want to make this a Catch Cavalier Skelly scenario, but it kind of just goes with the territory. So if you're thinking we're just making the same episode, fuck you. No, e- no, we're not. Because the thing is, is like Fanny has a silly voice, but is not in like is just a cop. Here's what I'm going to make it different. Fanny Blades, consummate professional. Wait. So, what, is Fanny Blades, like, is there someone backstage, or is Fanny Blades, like... Fanny Blades is an animated, oscillating fan, but, like, the second those cameras, or the second, like, the second they walk off stage, it's just, it was good, 
That was a good set. I think we could have done a little better. I could have hit, I could have hit my lines a little bit more clearly, but I think it went pretty much as well because it could go. The second Fanny Blades, the animated fan, walks off stage. Fanny Blades, can I describe what they look like? Yes. Please. Fanny Blades has, of course, the head of a fan, large cartoon eyes. Yep. Very, incredibly large. Like, way too comfortable. Like, I am uncomfortable thinking about how large the eyes are. Full torso, arms, abdomen, legs. <laughs> Wait. Full, full length gown. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I had to say that. Um, anyway. So, the show isn't doing well. But it is a mannequin body, right? We're in agreement that it's a mannequin body and it's on it's on wheel on remote control wheels mm. on roller skates? Oh, you're goddamn right it is. All right. Okay. So, Budmo Jiggler. Um th- let's let's start at the beginning. Yeah. How did this show start? How did Budmo Jiggler get started in the entertainment business? Because they have their own show and they had like a hit series. Yeah. Where they invented a premise of like, what if it was Catch Cavalier? Maybe it's based on Catch Cavalier. Where it's like, what if we had this thing? Where it was like Catch Cavalier, but like more like family or like stupider. Because Catch Cavalier has, like you said, as the touching segment where, you know what I mean? They talk to the dead. You know what I mean? Like Catch Mm -hmm. Cavalier, she talks to dead people and summons them. What if this was like, we need something. I think, okay. This needs, it sounds like someone being like, we need it to be sillier. We need it to be more kid friendly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And how can we do that? Carnival games. Yeah. How did Budmo Jiggler get involved? I think he was a carnival, like, barker. barker. Okay. Or like, man, like, he he got into it from the carnival game. They, like, the network sought him out <laughs> as he was somebody that was already running that hustle. Okay, so we're saying that carnivals exist in fantasy. Yeah. I mean, we, I mean, traveling Gio. circus, I mean, at least a traveling circus exists, so I don't see why other, yeah, there's no reason for demonic. me why. <laughs> sure, there, there's no reason why somebody who's not a demon would look at the, the circus of misery and go, well, I could do that and just not be a demon. Yeah, okay. I get that. I like that. <laughs> okay. So, Budmo Jiggler starts out in the carnival circuit. What is What is his game? What is your favorite uh, game from the Farm Fair? Uh, my favorite game from the Farm Fair. Which is, by the way, a local South Jersey is, event. Is, is, that is way the too Val- big. The Mount Holly Farm Fair. Oh the Burlington my God. County Farm Fair. Sorry. Yes. No, it's, it's totally fine. I wish it was the Mount Holly Farm Fair. Uh, I really love... I'm a sucker for the coin toss, or for the ring toss. And I'm a sucker. I'm never good at it, but I am a sucker for the hammer game. Hammer, like launching the frog into the lily pad? No, you know what my game is? No, no, neither of those. You know what my game is? What? Whack-a-mole. Ooh. Whack-a-mole is my game. So can I tell you how you enter the Budmo Jiggler show if you're a guest? Yeah. You stand on a platform and a giant hammer launches you to the couch and you just kind of have to pray that you hit the couch because otherwise you land in a pool of murky water. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) That water's not been changed in a long time. Oh, has it ever been changed, honestly? He says he puts chlorine in it, but he doesn't. All right. So let's tell this jokes aside. The tale of Budmo Jiggler begins with him working at a carnival. And you say he was sought out by who? Like Geodian Network executives? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 
So Geodia Network executives were out to cash in on the new craze that was the Catch Cavalier show, as is a common thing to do on television. You're like, sure. that's yeah. good. Let's make our own version of that. Because keep in mind, Catch Cavalier does it live. Like they, she just travels the fucking world, like lighten it up. Yeah, you Geo's basically like, can't dictate like when you're going to get the Catch Cavalier show. So there's a natural impulse to be like, well, then let's just make this stationary and make it something that we can have on a reliable schedule. Okay, so Budmo though is a carnival like game runner, right? Mm-hmm. Like his game is whack a mole, mm-hmm. and because my 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 the conflict here is. He's a carnival guy. They tell you, I want you to have a show that runs 24 hours a day. Or no, 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 no. I have more conflict for you to make it sadder. It used to not be 24 hours a day. It used to be in a primetime slot. And now to try to salvage any form of ratings has to run the show 24 hours a day in order to get something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we know that Budmo Jiggler is at the honk. You know, the honk gets picked up. So he's approached by... Geodian executives and they're like we want the honk on tv you know we sure. we, we, we can want to put the catch cavalier show we need a rival for it and why why do they go to a motherfucker who is has a whack-a-mole game at a carnival what is special about bud mo jiggler or is there nothing special about bud mo jiggler and they just grab a random person i have something for you and it's going to be a left field piece of lore that i'm throwing in I'm very excited. I was wondering when this was going to ignite. Oh, I got something. Well, I got I got a pitch for you. It's a tiny little detail that act that answers that question. Because a secret to great pitching, or at least like a lot of network pitches, you can kind of see that like what I'm what I'm kind of suggesting here. What I want to throw out to you is that like they did they they, they said the network executive sought out Budmo because they said, listen, we've got an idea. Catch Cavalier is huge right now. You know what else is huge right now? There is this little tiny place. You ever been to Iron Hill? Oh, there's this little tiny place in Iron Hill. My kids have my kids love it. It's got it's wacky. It's got robots and machines. They talk to you about history. There's a road show. My kids love it. They they're all about it. You ever you ever hear of this place, the Lucky Bug? I kids have. are all about it. Oh, well, mine are too. What if? Hear me out, Budmo. You make toys, you make robots, you make machines. Wait, Budmo makes robots? Yeah, he animates these objects. I thought it was with magic. It could be with magic, but no, the no, point no, no. is... No, I'm, I'm, I'm just dazzled by this idea. The point is, either they're animated by magic or science, however we want to animate them, the point is, he's got animated objects. What if we did the Lucky Bug? What if we did Catch Cavalier? Same time, one place, one host, Budmo Jiggler. Damn. So they saw something in Budmo. Yeah. They basically said, okay, you're doing you're doing this thing. What if we had you do both of these things at the same time? Hmm. So Budmo Jiggler essentially is one, a robotics engineer. Why does okay the or a magic artificer? Or magic artificer. How did they end up working at a carnival? Because that's like a high level magic skill, you know? Yeah. Do you want to go back and roll on a table, maybe in central casting or like let me look in Madeline Hale's Table Fables to see if there's, like, anything like that. One, I will ask you first, what is your favorite sketch at the honk, on the honk? Like, what's your favorite thing that they did? You remember oh, the show. Oh, man, I was, like, I was so into, it was the Flying Marksman game. Oh. Where they would shoot you, like, a human catapult. Oh. 
they would give you like a shot put gun or like a marksman gun. Mm-hmm. And you would try to shoot a target on the ground before you like, and if you shot it, it would put up like a big glove or else you would land in a giant pool of whipped cream. Like it was safe either way because you yeah. landed in this nice foamy cream or like you got caught by this glove. And if you get caught by the glove, you win a fun prize. I love that. And, like, no one ever won the prize, but, like, it was pretty fun to watch. Because people would be like, ah, I don't even know how to load this gun. Why do I have to try and load a musket in midair cream? So it's, like, wacky zany, right? Yeah. yeah. So my favorite part of the show was whenever uh, Budmo Jiggler on the honk would, like, have a game or something, or, you know, he would see, I think a lot of it has to do... So I want to have a dark spin on this. Not yeah, dark. Sure. But part of it was people in the games. He had to make everything. That that's the twist I'm going to I'm going to put on this. Mm-hmm. The Judy and Network execs were not that great to Bud Mo, and he had to make everything by hand or magic artifice whatever. And a couple of the games had to do with breaking shit like that. Mm-hmm. Like where you had to shoot a target or, you know, you had to get a you know, a bat and beat a robot down. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it would be like, battle the gladiator. And you had to, like, you know, get in a ring with a helmet and, like, yeah, yeah, pummel yeah. something. And every time that someone would, like, very casually break one of his creations that were like, my name is Beefo the Gladiator. And it's, like, shaped like a big robotic piece of beef. He would just have this twinge in his eye that, like, hurt. He'd be mm-hmm. like, no, but that's my friend. I think Budmo Jiggler pitched the honk as like Pee-wee's Playhouse, where it's like, you hang out with me and my magical friends. And the network execs were like, no, we want carnival games where you kind of smash them up. Mm-hmm. And that kind of rubbed him the whole time of shooting his show at the height of success. Yeah. Where it never got to be what he wanted it to be. So I'm going to say the end of the journey, this 24-hour version, is just kind of that, where it's kind of like Big Brother. Where you just get to watch oh, yeah. someone living I his actually, dream. Yeah. I had like, this really specific idea for like how, and I also had this really specific idea for how we get there. So do we want to like skip to that yeah, part? Yeah, I want to skip to that part. Okay, because I have I have a really specific idea, like piecing the threads together of how we get there. Because we're on 100% the same page. Because it's silly and like it's fun, but like the conflict for me has been tough until we mentioned the network executives like, being like, we could have a rival to catch Cavalier, like a late show. I kept thinking, like, kind of don't want that. I kind of just want to, like, play games with my, like, artifist friends. And, like, it'll be really stupid. And it'll be, like, a fun... Like, you go to the carnival for just, like, dumb fun. You don't go there for, yeah. like, mindless destruction. But I think that's kind of... It turned into some kind of, like, you know, Mind Over Matters popular... You know, we have a bunch of TV shows that are popular. If someone was trying to cash in on that, it would be like Mindless Destruction mixed with Catch Cavalier. Yeah, I think there's, and there's like a pain there, which I think is really good. So here's how, here's how the transition happens. Okay. Rating Sync, they switch to a 24-hour format. Mm -hmm. Basically, you're left watching this like year round. Uh, It's always on. Yeah. The The unusual side effect of that is we said that Fanny Blades, when they walk off camera, turns into like a consummate, goes from like, ah, well, I'm having fun to like, we could have shot that better. Like that was, we didn't really, you know, we kind of cut the guests off. They were starting to plug their project. We kind of cut them off a little bit. We need to be better about that. You cut from like 
Budmo Jiggler being like, time to bash up Beefo to like, <laughs> Beefo, are you okay? I'm so sorry. I didn't know that they were going to do that. And Beefo being like, oh, it's no. fine. My arm just, it's fine. I just got to like get the joints worked out in my arm. And like Budmo gives him a hug and is like, you know, you know, you can walk away. You know, you know, all of you can walk away at any time. I know none of us signed up for this. And Beefo's like, it's work. You know, we all got bills. We all got things going Beepho. on that we got to work it's on. Beefo and Fanny Blades got pay rent. <laughs> I don't know why or how, but they do. And and Budmo is just like, okay, I just, I want you all to know you're not here by foot. Like, you couldn't leave. Like, this is my, this was my, like, they've, I'm the one forced into a life contract here. Oh, God, that is also a dark detail that we'll get into. I don't even think, I don't think it's forced into a life contract so much as it is like. <laughs> like his soul bounds to the honk. <laughs> he's not. He's you not. work for the honk now. No, I think it's like, it's just like, look, this is. Whatever this show became, like, this is my calling. It doesn't have to be yours. You can walk away. And all of the robots are just like, why would we do that? We either need the job, we want to support you, or whatever. Like, and, and it's this sort of sad thing. But in doing that, the audience is seeing all of that. Okay. The audience is hearing, like, the casual hangouts of the machines when they're off hours. Like, uh, Chairman... Chairman Fillmore Phillips. Holy he's shit, the, that's good. He's the chair. Is he a chair? Okay. okay. And he's got big glasses on and a tie. It's how Bud Mo gets a lot of jokes off at the executive's expense is through Ooh. Chairman Fillmore Phillips. See, now you just threw some gasoline on the stove in a good way. And, like, we get to see Chairman Fillmore Phillips be like, all right, I need a smoke. Okay. That gives me a really great idea. Hit me. So Budmo Jiggler is uh, a character on a show. He's essentially playing a character as, I think his character on all this is like the, what are you doing to my robots? Like they loved the joke. The yeah. networks initially loved the joke that Budmo Jiggler didn't want his robot friends to get beat up. So it's like his character now. Yes. And the the jo- the sad part of it is like he really fucking didn't. Yeah. He actually really didn't want his friends to get hurt. Yes. And he knows that they agreed to it, but, like, that didn't make it hurt any less. Yes. And that has, it's become, like, the bit, you know? And now he's making, I think, it's sort of not like a revolution podcast, but, like, it's a little in revolt. Oh, the yeah. show has kind of morphed to being, like, Beefo doesn't get beat up anymore. Now it's, like, the chairman. And it's a little more, like, play fighting, because no one's watching it. No one's showing up anymore. Oh, yeah. Because you needed participants, right, and guests. And now that no one's watching, I think now it's more of a sketch comedy show that he kind of envisioned. Yeah. Where, like, he plays at the expense of, like, people and concepts that he is not comfortable with. Do you remember, I don't know, I don't know your, like, here's the thing. I am a late night comedy nerd, or at least I was in my college years. Okay. I don't know if you remember, or if you were cognizant for... Were you aware of when Conan O'Brien left The Tonight Show? Um, not really. Okay, let me describe. So Conan gets bumped off of The Tonight Show for Jay Leno, basically. They try to, like, mess with The Tonight Show time slot. Conan says, I don't want you to do that to The Tonight Show. Uh, you, He can just have the show back. You know, he left. He decided he was going to come back. Conan goes, just give him The Tonight Show back. Like, if, he, if he's not done, I don't really want it. And NBC said, all right, well, then you're leaving the network. 
So there's this two-week period of episodes of The Tonight Show, hosted by Conan O'Brien, in which Conan knows that his contract is up in two weeks, and he just legitimately stops giving a fuck. Hmm. He starts doing skits that are literally, hey, here's a needless gag to blow some NBC money. And I, I kind of picture it a lot like that, where it's like, hey, the ratings are down, nobody's paying attention to us. This network deal kind of sucks. Ooh. And he's just having fun with it. Chair- Chairman Fillmore Phillips comes in and is like, he's like, look at this stuffed shirt over here. Well, I guess a stuffed, I guess the stuffed sofa. And Chairman's like, I'm a love seat. They could have fooled me. And it's like kind of corny gags, but it's like play, you know, knocking, you know, he starts taking pot shots at the network. He's taking pot shots at the corporate structure of this entertainment. He's throwing in more jokes about like, (laughs) I am miserable. I love this so much. So he's become like, hmm, he has become the sad clown. Yeah. What is in, what does he want though? Like what does Budmo Jiggler want? Does he want to not do the show anymore? And if so, why doesn't he? Or does he want to do the show, but what does he want? Because, you know, we could do the tale of, like, Budmo Jiggler wants to turn the show around and make it the way he wants to. Or it can be, like, what else does he want to do? You know, what is... I kind of like... I kind of like... You had said, like, he has this show that he's envisioned. Yes. And so I kind of like going in that direction, if that's all... Like, if that's that's cool with you. Like, I think that's kind of what, like, jazzes me up is, like, is he kind of... He kind of says, like, I just want a show where I hang out with weird robots. Okay. So I'm just going to, like, if they're going to insist that I make this carnival games, we'll have carnival games and we'll just make fun of the fact that we're doing carnival games and that none of us actually care about doing carnival games. So Budmo Jiggler and the Honk becomes, like, the most sarcastic thing on television. Yeah, they just stop caring and are just like, none of this matters. Hey, guess what? You win a prize. And he just kind of, like throws a handful of dollars at a guest and is like, here you go, get off my set. <laughs> hmm. I'm just kidding. Seriously, get off my set. Okay. So he wants to, he is making the show. Because I'm yes. trying to think of what what is in, what is the obstacle in the way of this story? You know what I mean? Besides like the network. I think the network is the obstacle and I think that's like a good obstacle. Is like he's somebody that wants a thing and people above him that make more money and have more power are like, you're going to do the thing that we want. Or you're not going to have a thing to make. So they're watching it. Yes, they are the pretty much the only people like consistently watching it. So how does he overcome the obstacle that is the network? That's you a real mean? good. That's a good question. Yeah, like how do you get past that? Besides, like oh, I'm just going to stop filming it. I'll turn the cameras off and just live a life with my robots. But because <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't think he wants that though. Like he does no, love not at all because he's a carnival barker. He loves that hustle of like bringing people in and making them play a game and getting getting a little money out of them. Okay. Does he want this to be a carnival? And not a TV show anymore. Or does he still want a TV show? Because from what I'm getting from the story of yeah, Budmo Jiggler. Yeah, tell me Jiggler, where you're at. So there was, a, there was a guy who ran a carnival, right? Or worked mm-hmm. at a carnival. He was just a carnival worker who had like a cool robot to like bark for him. Like, you know, Fanny Blades used to just like cool him down, one. And also be like, come play whack-a-mole. And was like, silly. Someone saw that, a network executive, and was like, can you make those? And he's like, yeah, I artificed them. You know, I got magic powers. 
They're like, yeah, wow, okay, so we have an idea to rival Cash Cavalier, et cetera, et cetera. The show gets made. It turns into some kind of monstrosity of beating his artifice, uh, but artifice buddies with, like, clubs and hammers. Yeah. And smashing them. Doesn't like that. Starts making a show where he kind of shits on network execs. The show kind of tanks, you know. Now where are we at? Now what does he want to do now? You know what I mean? Because he got what he wanted, and there's a Mm -hmm. show that where he gets to hang out with his buds and kind of talk dish, and like he makes his own show. But now what? No one's watching it. The network would eventually can it, yes? Because if the network is the obstacle, that would mean that they cancel it. Yeah, they transition it to 24-7, and like that's when the show kind of shifts, because that's when people start seeing the backstage stuff and going like, oh, that's more interesting than like the game show parts. Okay. And so eventually, I think what happens... Here's my pitch for how he overcomes the obstacle. Okay. The show just tanks. Like, he doesn't necessarily, like, do anything. Like, you know, he starts having fun with it, and, like, that attracts an audience. A small audience. A loyal audience. Because he's, they're like, well, this isn't the Budmo Jiggler that I grew up with. This guy is, like, pissed off and is having fun and is kind of sarcastic and kind of mean, and I like that. Okay. It attracts a little bit of an audience But the network is like, this isn't the show that we wanted. You're going to go back to what we wanted or you're fired. And he's like, all right, I'm fired. Then he takes the show on the road. So he travels as well. I don't know if I wanted to travel or stay in one place, but he basically just says, like, I don't need a network. I don't need this to be on TV. People can come and hang out with me off air. So he sets up like a theme park? Yeah, kind of. Okay. Because I'm trying, we have made, I'm trying to avoid everything we've ever made in the past. Okay. Because I don't, because we have the fun bots where they run a yeah, casino. Right. And we have Catch Cavalier, which has like a magic skeleton. So I don't want to be like, oh, he travels on the road or sets up a theme park where you can play with the robots. That's the hard part. That's why I've been trying to like dodge. Okay. If we want to go in a direction we haven't gone, yes. I guess technically we went there once, sort of, but like in a very different motivation. Let me hit you up. Okay. Career criminals. So they become thieves or like bank robbers or like they destroy the network. Basically, they start rob they they basically start robbing the network blind. How they could they start their own? I think that works. I think yeah, I think starting their own network is great. Okay. So, this is this is turned out Budmo Jiggler is deceptively difficult uh, yes. for those at home because it's a challenge to make a TV, like we're essentially writing a TV show in the conflict of making a TV show, which is hard and also keeping it like fun. You know what I mean? I've just been like, what is the structure of the story? But I'm trying to think because if a network were like, go back to what we liked you doing, which is destruction, right? And like mm-hmm. dumb, mindless reality TV, and someone said no, what would they do? You know what I mean? Like, what would you do is, of course, like in a story, it would be like, then I make my own. I make my own network. But like, does he want that? Like, what does Budmo Jiggler want to do with his life? Mm. And that's why I keep stressing about like, where does the story end up? Like, how does he overcome it based on what he genuinely wants to do? What does he want to? What does he? What does he want? You know what I mean? Is there a table for that? You know, I'm trying to think like, what could help us with that? Because Budmo Jiggler, we know he... Hey, everybody, this is tough. 
Um, he worked at a carnival and has artifice. Like, you know, it's easy to be like, he likes making artifice fucking, you know, fans and stuff. Or does he, did he just do that because he can't? I think he does that because he can. I don't know if that's necessarily like a passion of his. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Cause it sounds like, because based on arc one, our confusion, I think honestly that mirrors Budmo Jiggler with like, he kind of, it sounds like a person who got wrapped up in this thing you know what i mean like someone who kind of got like not tricked but like hey you want this right yeah i think i do you're offering me money to like do kind of do nothing and host a game show fuck yeah that's a lot better than being a carnival barker i think yeah it kind of sounds like he was a carnival barker at like at like human equivalent 19 yes was just like a thing that he was doing for a while yeah and then, like, it just spiraled out of hand. And it became, like, his career, this, like, artificer thing. He's like, oh, this is something I could do. And they offered me money for it, but, like, I never intended to, like... Because I think, okay, I, the, here's my pitch for you. In in short, he does start his own network. It doesn't go well. He does take it on the road. It doesn't go well. And I think this is another story of someone who, like, what does Budmo Jiggler do now... Now that he's longer in the tooth, now that he's like 65, what does Budmo Jiggler do after a lifetime of entertainment career that like he doesn't want? Mm-hmm. His talents include hosting a show, creating amazing robotic magical things that have like personality. You know, what does Budmo Jiggler do now? Can we roll on his background tables in order to figure it out? Yeah. To give us some details. Because Budmo Jiggler... It's like, it would be easy to make Ansel Mind Freak and just be like, it's dumb, and it's like something stupid. But like, Budmo Jiggler turned out to be very sad in the fact that like, this network executive like, pounding on you to, for ratings and to defeat Catch Cavalier, what has his life become? So, I have a very elaborate pitch. Yes, please. If you'd like to hear it. Yeah. For how to make this buck wild in the last 10 minutes of the episode yes please i jokingly threw out career criminals but i want you to hear me out right now yes please budmo jiggler you said starts his own network takes it on the road walks away from the contract and says like i don't need this i'm walking away i'm doing my thing i think they do okay but here's what i think happens the network then says you can't walk away. You can't take those robots. Those were made on. Those were made for us. Those are our robots. Oh no! They then basically. I don't think they like kill anybody, but they send people to either repossess or damage like his equipment to a point in which he cannot function. Basically, they're like, you can't. Those are ours, and if you and if you're going to try and use them separately, we're going to take measures to ensure that never happens. We own this. We own the honk. You can't take that away from us. And so they try to destroy him. And so now you're left with a man with nothing left, except maybe, like, Beefo and Fanny Blades are the only people that, like, survive the attack. Oh, my God, that's tragic. So now he's a man on a vengeance mission. Oh, yeah. Now he's a man with a skill at making machines, a skill at playing at playing characters, with an, a, a variety of robots. Aaron, this is a man that is going to, like, wage a guerrilla warfare campaign on, like, a corporate network. This is fantasy cyberpunk. I was about to say, this is someone waging war on, like, the establishment. Yes. 
who, because he's lost everything except two friends, him and two friends, like, have to, what, create an army or just three, you know, the three-person attack this shit? I think a little bit of both. I mean, he builds robots. Like, he magically creates these robots. He could definitely be like, all right, we need a stapler. Uh, hey, Staples McGee. Hey! You're gonna be our, you're gonna be our, you're gonna be our eyes on the inside, Staples McGee. I'm in. I fuck with this. Okay, so... Because essentially what we've been saying, like, is at, at every turn, Budmo Jiggler has had taken from them what they want from the yes. network. Like, the network has been pushing this story along. I don't think we just noticed that, like, there was a clear supervillain here yeah. who was just pushing and pushing Budmo Jiggler into this little box until finally yeah. he was like, enough. I'm going to do my own thing. And then I don't even. And then when he does, they're like, well, fuck you. No, you don't get to do your own thing. You do our thing. And he's like, oh, I'm going to do my own thing. So Budmo Jiggler becomes what? Like a, what? Like fucking. Like a vigilante. Budmo Jiggler has to then what? Take down Just a network? Kill basically people? Basically like steal, steal things, like, you know, intimidate people. I, I think a lot of it is like robbing people blind. Because the network made a lot of money when they were in their like big days. Because I think the, the thing is, we've been talking a lot about carnivals. Yes. And I'm going to say a controversial thing on Mike right now. Please do. Carnival games are often rigged. Yes. So the network is like, well, we just, we don't want to have to like give away a fabulous prize. We have this (gasps) magical stone that will like allow you to like sing to the heavens with the, with like the voice of an angel. We don't want to give this away. What if we just make it, what if we just like supercharge Beefo, like Beefo? So that he's real strong and then can't be beaten in a contest. Oh. And so, like, they have a lot of (laughs) illicit gains in various places. And basically, Budmo Jiggler with Fanny Blades and Beefo the Gladiator Robot have to go, like, Lupin the Third and, like, rob things, Robin Hood out that money. Fantasy Robin Hood. I have an idea. Yeah. So the games are rigged, right? Every game at a... Because I think Budmo Jiggler is obviously franchised because he doesn't own the rights to Budmo Jiggler and the Honk. Oh, then that's the other thing that he's robbing then is Budmo Jiggler franchises. Yes. And how he's doing it is the games are rigged. You don't have to rob, like you don't have to, to ruin someone and rob them. You don't have to necessarily take, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You can just cut the purse and the money comes out. Yep. So the games are rigged, right? At every yep. Budmo Jiggler, like, you know, Beefo Hammer Smash, where you kind of just unload your frustration on a Beefo copy. But you can make it so that Hammer does zero damage. You can make it so that Beefo isn't Beefo, and the Hammer does max damage, and you win every time. Mm-hmm. He is essentially bleeding the establishment dry, because now these games are so easy to win, and they're giving away, like, you know, it's like Dave and Buster's where you start out with the mustache and the mustache mm-hmm. comb and you level up to like a PS4. Yeah. Everyone is walking out with PS4s, lava lamps, and this company is like, how the fuck is everyone winning these games? Because J- Budmo Jiggler is an artificer. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's he's making these games. He's walking in in disguise to every Budmo Jiggler honk establishment because yep. now it's like some weird Chuck E. Cheese that you can like visit. You know, they have it franchised out. So it's like, you. oh, you don't want to have a TV show? Fine, we can do it without you. We'll just use yeah. your name and likeness 
And he's making the game, the carnival games that were rigged, like the ring toss, like easy as fuck. Yeah, he's basically, he's basically going from place to place, rigging the machines one at a time, like swapping out robots for his, for his crew. And then basically like robbing a place blind and then like moving on to the next spot before the fuzz arrives. I love how busy, how uh, bitter he is. Oh, yeah. It's made me, all right. So now we have that. So that is essentially the end of the tale of Budmo Jiggler. I still want to roll on backgrounds so yeah, we get sure. some deets on him because I really like this tale of like this sad tale of someone on a network who turns out to rig a carnival games. Turns out to be a gosh darn criminal. <laughs> How cool. I, I honestly think that's really cool. I love it a lot. Is he's just like a dangerous hustler who used to be like a clown. Yes, it's true. So let's roll on the criminal tables. Yes, please. Give me a D8 for personality trait. Yeah, this is someone who's, like, had enough. It is, like, because it's someone who's honestly saying, like, I disregard, you know, morality in a way. And is, like, I've had enough. Like, I'm ready to take this into my own hands. Like, fuck the network. I'm tired of playing nice. But, like, I tried to make my own network. It didn't go well. I tried to take this on the road. That didn't go well. And now they're using my likeness. I'm, I've had it. You don't deserve this. And I'm going to take it from you. You've taken so much from me. And threatening my friends. Yes. Like, don't forget that. Oh, my God. Like, this is someone who's been wronged. And now they're, like, making it. He thinks he's making it right. Yeah. Give me a D8 for personality trait. Five. I am incredibly slow to trust. Those who seem the fairest often have the most to hide. See, he's been hurt. You know what I mean? Like, the network, I think the network hid a lot from him. Oh, yeah, he didn't know. He didn't know they were friends. Much like we didn't know they were franchising until minute 45 of the episode. He didn't (laughs) know they were franchising until he tried to walk away. Yeah. And they said, all right, fine. Our the franchise locations will be up within a month. You we don't we really don't even need you. And he's like, what do you mean franchise locations? Oh, did you not read your contract? (laughs) That's kind of unfortunate. And like he walks into what he thinks like is his dressing room and there's just They've filled it with like copies of Fanny, like, uh, mm-hmm. what was it? Fanny, Fanny Blades. Blades. Fanny Blades and Beefo. Like, there's just tons of replicas that are being like shoddily made by like a worse artificer. And he's like, what? We, we figured if you want to walk away, we had to have some contingency plans. Can I, now, now that we're making a crime movie, can I put in the most crime movie scene imaginable? God, yes. How did you get the schematics? How did you know? We had someone on the inside the whole time. No, was he betrayed? Well, uh, if you had read your contract, unfortunately, through corporate... Chairman Fillmore Phillips! No, Chairman Fillmore backstabbed. Because Chairman Fillmore has been the butt of the joke for like two years. You know, I was tired of being the butt of your joke. Did you think we would really let you put Chairman Fillmore on the air, shitting on us, the network... That's been paying you and providing you with the hosting services. And you think we wouldn't be mad about that? Shit. His own hubris. His own hubris got the better of him because I think he got cocky. Budmo Jiggler got cocky on the honk. You know, like Conan, he was like, I don't give a fuck. Fuck these people. I'm just going to shit on them for like two hours straight, 24 hours straight of biting the hand that feeds. You don't think that hand is going to bite back? Yeah. Budmo, you were foolish. Budmo's arrogance got the better of him, honestly. Yep. Shouldn't have trusted Fillmore Phillips. Shouldn't have trusted him. All right. Give me a D6 for an ideal. All right. Animal D6. Go. 
one horse. Honor. I don't steal from others in the trade. <laughs> okay. No, I got I got something for this. If you have something for this, go for it. <laughs> no, I got I something good for this. I just mean like because I want I want to reflect on what the fuck we've been doing for an hour now of this. Budmo Jiggler has turned into this tragic tale of like, be careful, like the contracts, you the deals you make, because you might be making them with the devil. When like mm-hmm. it was just some stupid thing called Budmo Jiggler and the Honk. <laughs> Welcome to the Honk. I'm Budmo Jiggler. And now it's turned into like, wait a minute, I sold my soul away. <laughs> you should have read the fine print, Budmo. <laughs> So here's the thing. I was actually thinking about this. There's like a quandary that I was facing when we were talking about Bud Mode robbing people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that is that there's presumably people that work at these people that are not like corporate. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that Bud Mode's honor is like those people like like the 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 pizza cutter. Yeah. At the honk at like the franchise honk the day that they shut down like she goes to her. She goes to her studio apartment, and there's just, like, $14,000, like, in, like, Uh, unmarked bills. Okay. With a note that's just, like, be good to yourself. You deserve it. Budmo. (laughs) She's like, oh, oh, okay. Budmo Jiggler. They're like, hey, $14,000 went missing. Do you know where it is? Nope, never saw it. Why would I see it? You shut us down. So basically, Budmo is handing out severance packages. Yeah, he makes sure that, like, the people who are not involved yeah. live, like, at least live comfortably until they can get their lives back together. I dig this. He's oh. trying not to hurt anyone. Okay, yeah, I get that. I love it. I love it. Give me a D6 for a bond. Four turtle. I will become the greatest thief that ever lived. Holy shit. Okay. You said he got cocky before. He just got cocky again. Man, this this Budmo Jiggler seems like someone who like. So you said he got the carnival job at like 19, right? Yeah. I think it was like, this is temporary before I I think he's always kind of wanted to rival the big guys and be like the, you know, be like Spot L Shellman and be like yeah. Hatch Cavalier in some way. So when he got the opportunity, I think it went to his head. Yeah. Like, the honk is clearly a ripoff of the other two things mixed together, and, like, he doesn't give a fuck at all. You know what I mean? Like, Budmo is like, I want to, I don't, you know, I want to be the guy. Like, I want to be the next big thing. I, I've, he's been inspired by Spot L. Shellman. He's a fucking artificer, for God's sakes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Maybe he got into the business before that. Like, I love the lucky bug, man. I, you yeah. can't get me out of that fucking place. I could do this. You know, and now he's, I want to be the greatest thief. Oh, my God. Like, so what does that mean? Like, he wants to be the greatest, like, he doesn't want to ever go back to an honest living. No, he's got a taste for it. He's finally found the thing he wants to do, and it's stealing. (laughs) And it's stealing shit. But why? It's fun. It is fun. This is a guy that has spent his entire life just looking for what was fun. Mm. Looking for what was fun in that moment. Okay. He signed up for a carnival at 19 because it was fun. <laughs> a carnival? Yeah, I can do that. Hang out, yell at people. It's fun. Oh, you want to offer me a TV contract? Cool. I'll be a celebrity. It'll be fun. Oh, you screwed me over? I'm going to steal from you. <laughs> this is kind of fun. I think that we don't know. I think that he didn't know what he wanted for a long time. Yeah. Because I don't know if he necessarily wanted anything. 
Hmm. I think he just kind of was doing what felt good, doing what was fun, and now that he's a thief, I was like, I'm gonna be the best thief ever. I'm gonna keep doing this forever. Yeah, I mean, you're he was handed shit for a long time. Like, Buddy yeah. Jiggler never really had to try. He was, like, just working at a carnival is, like, his 19-year-old job. And all of a sudden, like, he exploded into stardom just doing what he likes, which is, like, making shit and like you know being silly and stupid like the, i don't think the character budmo jiggler like we said the character was just like oh no don't break my shit i think budmo was the least popular part of the show oh, but I don't for think, sure. and he never knew that he thought it was all about like budmo like when they were like hey change the format or like you know or else and he'd be like you can't do the show without budmo jiggler and they were like mm, okay keep keep thinking that because eventually they just franchised him out because they realized yeah. the fun is in the games. Yeah. So Budmo, like, kind of just his arrogance has been his downfall this entire time, which kind yep. of makes the network not the bad guy. They were just trying to do good business. It's kind of both sides of the it bad is, guy. It is both sides. And I kind of like that Budmo's an asshole. Budmo yeah. Jiggler is like, I mean, obviously he wants to be the greatest fucking thief because he's just that arrogant and that bitter. He's like, no, I was wronged. Like, they wronged me. And now I'm just going to keep oh, stealing yeah. shit. He probably gets to a point where he's pretty much bankrupted the network and is like, well, why would I stop stealing things? I'm yeah. helping oh, people. I'm no. giving people money. And it's like, you're helping people get back on their feet after you took their jobs away. And he's Ooh. like, yeah, I'm helping people. I'm giving that money. I'm taking from the rich and giving to the poor. And it's like, yeah, and you're keeping a lot of money for yourself, Budmo. But he lives a life on the run. That's the thing is like he can never go back to that because everyone knows his face. Oh, yeah. So he can't be normal now. Now he has to like live on the move and live in hiding, traveling. Does he stay only in Geode? Mm-hmm. He just travels from layer to layer, like changing new life, new life here, every day a new town. Mm-hmm. This sucks. <laughs> Budmo. Budmo, what happened to you? What happened to you? My God, fame is difficult. So give me a D6 for a flaw. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, now we have to decide what his flaw is. Yeah, two, fish. When faced with a... Ch- it's a good roll. It's a good roll, Aaron. <laughs> yes. When faced with a choice between money and my friends, I pick the money. Oh, he ditches the fucking, he ditches Fanny Blades and Beefo. Eventually, they sit him down and they're like, Budmo, this has to, Budmo, this has to stop. Oh my God. It's, it's them that have the conversation of like, we're done. We took down the network. It's dead. It's over. No, I'm going to be the greatest thief ever. No, you're not. He's like, I'm helping people. You're not. You're keeping that money for yourself. You're giving them enough to get by for a few months until they find a new job. That's not helping people. You're not helping us. Like, Beefo can't go back to their family. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> because, of course, Fanny Blades and Beefo have a family. He walks out and just says, you are always free to leave. This was always your choice. Oof. I'm making the choice to stay in this. You're making the choice to walk away. Damn. And they're like, we did this to help you. We did this because we believed in something, Budmo. We yeah. believed in you. We never... We never thought it would mean getting you caught up. You are our friend. <laughs> and it's a fucking, what is beefo? Like, by the way, we've been talking about- He's a side about, of beef oh, with arms and right. legs and a gladiator helmet. <laughs> As the conversation is a fan and a chunk of beef. <laughs> and like, so- but a sickly five-year-old man <laughs> in like circus, circus ringmaster gear. Oh, I love that. And it's like, this will never stop. Because it's like, where does it end, Budmo? Where does it end? It's like, it ends when I say it ends. And they're like, then we have to walk. Like, we can't be a part of this. I I can't even go back to my family. They don't, they told me that I'm not welcome at home anymore. What about the kids, Budmo? That's your problem. 
<laughs> you always had the choice to leave. You're in this as much as I am. If you want to walk away, that's your call. Does Mudmud Jiggler ever get caught, or is this just a thing that never ends? I think it's a thing that never ends. Holy shit. Does Budmo ever artifice again? I think so. Yeah? But I think he's never friends with them again. Oh, he's a use them and lose them. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> okay. This is real fucking dumb. And does it just end with him being the greatest criminal of all time? Is there a redemption story? You know, does Budmo Jiggler get redeemed? Does he? <laughs> does he die? I think there's. I'm gonna. I'm gonna pitch you on 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 season <laughs> Bud Jiggler season three. I guess season one would be the TV show. Yes. Season two is Thief. Yeah. I'm gonna give you the season three finale. Okay, please. Fanny Blades makes a call. It's like we need your help. He's gonna keep going. He's gonna keep getting bigger and bigger until he finally until he gets really hurt. We need someone to stop him. We need someone to just show him that he's not invincible but not like but the people that he's starting to cross are people that are far more dangerous wait so wait 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 wait. can i can i hit pause real quick yeah so he enters like the crime world yes. like with real criminals not like yes. fucking carnival themed shit so like yes. oh my god well, he's basically at this point he basically becomes a batman villain okay where he's like carnival themed like robberies like that's bud mo jiggler here for your money okay I have an idea, but I want to know yours as well. All right. So Fanny Blades is like, you have to, like, he's getting involved with really dangerous people. You have to stop him. I trust you because you're not evil. You're not a killer. You're a thief, but you're not a killer. (laughs) Pura Spencer leads back (laughs) on the table. I'll get your money back. I'll be your thief. Famous cat burglar Pura Spencer, hell yes. Has to take down king of crime, Budmo Jiggler. So here's my pitch for you. Yeah. Budmo Jiggler has always kind of been a wannabe. He's never really defined himself. You know what I mean? In the yeah. entertainment business. He was like a knockoff Catch Cavalier. He was a knockoff uh, Spot L Shellman and the Fun Bots. And now he's a, he's a circus-themed criminal. He's a knockoff Shao Clown. Mm. And the person who does not appreciate that is Shao Clown. <laughs> I think I know how he does. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Hold on. Let me shake it out. Let me shake it out. Yes, please. Do you know what no circus needs? We have clowns. We have magnificent games. Games of misery and death. Do you know what we do not need? We do not need a pretender! We shall dispatch of the man called Budbo Jiggler. He thinks he can dance in the shadow of Shao Clown, but I assure you, no one dances in my shadow. Then the dance ends when your body hits the floor. Poopsie! Billy Banana! <laughs> we go. So the curtain kind of closes with like, alright, let me give you a scene. Yep. So what was it? Billy Banana and who? Poopsie? Poopsie and Billy Banana. <laughs> alright. So Budmo Jiggler, and this this is the most like, you know, movie, action movie about redemption story ending. Budmo Jiggler is going back to his hideout, right? It's like a sad sewer in Geode. You know what I mean? He hangs his ringmaster coat up for the night, and he's looking at all these pictures in his apartment, 
his apartment. It's like a pocket in a sewer where no like poop water's getting in. <laughs> and he's looking at all these pictures of Fanny Blades and Bifo. And he's like, ah, those were the days, but they're behind me. You know what I mean? It's like next to his bed. Yeah. He is like finally kind of thinks about like the good old days for the first time, really reconsiders what he's done, looks at his phone scrolls down because of course he is a phone scrolls to or no he pulls out his black book if you kids know what that means and he scrolls down to fanny blades he looks at the number it's beefo's number out he puts a bookmark in it pulls out his rotary phone and he's like maybe i'll give him a call for old time's sake and he goes nah, maybe tomorrow and he turns off the light and four clown eyes light up the room and that is the end of budmo jiggler he dies alone in the sewers at the hands of Billy Banana and Poopsie. He's murdered by can I, can I add? Can I add a twist to that? <laughs> yes, please. Moments before he's killed, the lights come on and Pierre Spencer is there and is like, you have to go. <gasps> and now the two of them. And so, so the sequel to Budmo Jiggler is Budmo Jiggler and Pierre Spencer team up and have to outrun Shao Clown and the Clowns. Wait, can I give you another picture of that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so the the clowns, you know, the eyes, the four eyes appear in the darkness and I hear, you hear, nobody should be murdered in the dark <laughs> and they turn the lights on. B- Billy Banana turns the lights on and they just start unloading, stabbing this fucking bed, like fucking lighting it up. And they're like, let's see the horrors that we have wrought. And they pull the covers up. Agreed. Oh, <laughs> they pull the covers up. And there's just what? What is in there? What's the body double? Uh, you know what it is? Please For tell maximum, me. For uh, maximum, like, shit just got real resonance. Yeah. It's a stuffed clown. <laughs> oh, shit. Fear Spencer is like, they know. They know how this ends. <laughs> Where am I? Who are you? We'll get into that later. Right now, we better move. So it's essentially two senior citizen, middle-aged type thieves teaming up to stay alive. And fight a demon clown and his army of clowns. My God. What a team-up film. I know. What a good team-up film. Budmo Jiggler, Pira Spencer. I think that's a wrap. That's definitely a wrap. Oh, my God. What a good episode. Thank you, Meglish. For your prompt, uh, thank you for Budmo Jiggler and the Honk. That went to some places. That went to some real places. Um, if you'd like to submit a prompt of your own, please do. We need them. Don't be scared. And there is a lot of ways that you can do it. There sure are. You can tweet at us at AMFC underscore podcast using the hashtag fantasy children. You can post them to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash allmyfantasychildren. You can email them to us at allmyfantasychildren at gmail.com. Uh, you can post them to our Discord at bit.ly slash Discord. Or you can go to allmyfantasychildren.com and use the content submission form. And while you're on our cool fucking website, check out our Wikipedia page. Check out our neat... We have a band camp now with some music from the episodes. Um, and also check out our Patreon. It's a great way to support the show with some much-needed financial backing. It helps us support equipment costs, hosting fees, con appearances. And it's just a great way to show your support if you got it. If you don't got it iTunes reviews, telling a friend, just spreading the word about the show, just retweeting the episode when it drops is a great way to just get new people onto the show and get us new prompts and get us new friends. You have the power. And while you're on Twitter and Spotify and iTunes and all that stuff, 
make sure you listen to Jeff's pod. Jeff has another podcast. It's real good. I do. It's called Party of One. It is an actual play RPG podcast focused on two-player role-playing experiences. Every week I sit down with a friend, we play a two-player game, we share some laughs, maybe a few tears, and have a really good time. Episodes drop every Tuesday at partyofonepodcast.com. Hell yeah. I also have a big announcement. I was about to say, do you want to do your big announcement, announcement, please? Uh, Yeah. They're going to hear it here. Technically, this is the first place I'm making this public, even though this will probably drop after the Twitter announcement. But uh, October 16th, 2018... Uh, Kickstarter will be launching for a game that I've been writing for the last year and a half to two years. It is called Mission Accomplished. It is an RPG of super spies and office meetings. It's being published by Third Act Press, which you may know from a game called Reflections, which is very good. We've played it on the show before. Um, it is a game that I'm very passionate about. Uh, it is, and it is, like I said, it is going to Kickstarter October 16th. Um, we will be sure to broadcast the hell out of that, and it would mean a lot to me if you could come support that. I'm really excited, because this is a game that I've been excited to share with people for a very long time, and it's actually gonna be out in the world for people to enjoy, and I can't wait, and I hope that you check out the Kickstarter when it launches. It's very fun. Um, I got to play it, and I still have my little name card on my desk that says Smellhound from when I got to play it. It's, it's amazing. Verbal hug. Uh, let's see. Verbal hug. I have one. Hit me. If you have a, if you don't have a full time living from making your art or making what you really want to do, and you have a survival job, it's mine's quick. Just don't be fucking embarrassed of that. Like everybody wants to, like you know, make a living making their fucking podcast or making their game or you know making comics or whatever. But it's hard to fucking do. You know, very few people get that luxury, and God bless them. You know what I mean? But. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't, that's totally fine, man. Just get your fucking, get your food in your belly, get your clothes on your back, get some fun money. And, you know, if you got to work at a restaurant, if you got to work at a, you know, a Michael's or like a sewing shop or a coffee shop or, you know, whatever. There's no shame. A home shopping in that. network. Yeah, or a home shopping network. There's no shame in that. You know, just it, it's it's easy to be like, God, I wish I could do this full time. I wish... You know, I wish I didn't have this survival job. I'm slightly embarrassed. Just don't be embarrassed the fact that you have a survival job if you do. You Um, know, it's you should be lucky. You should consider yourself honestly lucky that you have a means of supporting yourself. And it's never like Terry Crews said, like hard work is what is something like hard work is never something to be ashamed of. You know what I mean? It's true. That's how I feel. That's my I feel I feel 100 percent the same way. I also feel related to that. I think it's we as a society like culturally enforce the idea that you're supposed to like that you have a survival job and that you hate it yeah but i think it's also okay to like even if it's only sometimes it's also okay to like your survival job it's true like it's okay to be like hey this like this you know pays the bills and stuff but also sometimes i get to do fun stuff yes exactly that's okay it's okay to like put that stake there because you are even if it is a survival job you're putting a lot of time and energy into it And, like, I think sometimes we kind of say, well, I have to work this job that I absolutely hate. But, like, you can still, like, you can work a survival job that you don't hate Mm -hmm. as long as it, like, pays the bills and supports the things that you want to do. Yeah. That's a good verbal hug. Yeah. I feel good about that. Good. And I think that's it. So on that note, good night and good game. game.